Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of The Feeding Frenzy. This week, without our fear, fearless leader, Bryce the Force Little. Um, instead, uh, I'm, I'm chucking away the L plates and you'll have the snake in the driver's seat. Uh, so please bear with me and we'll try and keep it as interesting and keep the wheels rolling as much as possible. Uh, joining me on the couch this tonight, we have Big Liam McCandless, the burger. How you, How you going, Liam? How you going, everyone? The Whopper. I think the Whopper's already taken, thanks, Tate. Oh. Uh, and he's already piped up, but Tate McLean, the dirt apple, is joining us as well. How you going, Tate? Yeah, morning, boys. Morning, all right. <laughs> Someone slept in. And uh, Red Rogers making his debut on the podcast. How you going, Red? Yeah, good, thanks. Good evening, everyone. Good to have you down, boys. Uh, thanks for supporting me on my on my first foray into the leadership of this thing. Uh, it should be an interesting podcast. Got a bit of got a bit of material to cover. <laughs> um, we'll try and keep it succinct. Uh, I've already told the lads that if I cut them off, I cut them off. And if they cut me off, then that's probably for the best for everybody. Um, <clears throat> all right, so our first topic of conversation is round one. Now, we are how many sleeves? One, two, three, four sleeves away? Yeah. Three, yeah. three, three sleeves. Looks like I'm having a nap on Friday, Arvo. Glasses paying off there, big Mac. That's definitely four, man. Is... Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night. Yeah, we're all over the shop. Red's going to be out at Denmark on Sunday, one day late. Uh, so let's 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 talk Denmark. Uh, obviously, you know, Red, you've been around the club for a long time, and and Tate, with the one with the one year off, you've probably got about eight years of history here. So let's talk old history with Denmark. Uh, in more recent times, we had that one win against them in round one last year. I really caught them by surprise. We were able to run them into the dirt and, and get right over the top of them. Um, and and then a, a couple of really difficult losses where we probably didn't live up to expectations. Uh, Red, I'll start with you. Uh, what are your expectations based on our recent history with Denmark? Um... From ourselves or from Denmark or just a bit of both? Uh, well, from your personal perspective. From my personal perspective, um, going into the game and like the outcome, um, I like to go in as positive as I can be. I always go into every game believing um, we can win it. I like, I like to have a winning mentality personally. Um, I have no idea what to expect from Denmark this year. You know, That's probably the one team I've heard the least about, so... I don't know what ins they have or what outs, so I, I don't know what to expect. But um, yeah. And you actually spent some time out at Denmark a couple of years back. I mean, I was sort of hoping that you'd be our man on the inside, our man in the know. I thought you'd have, <laughs> I thought you'd have connections out there that we could draw upon. So. Oh, look, that was a long time ago. I was just a cult back then. That was my first year of cult, so I was uh, a little 16-year-old. It's, it's, yeah, it's been a while. No excuses. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll shift it, uh, the focus to the dirt apple, Tate McLean. Uh, you know, for you, a long history at the club and very unfortunate to miss out on being a part of that win last year, uh, being over in New South Wales. Um, talk me through your mentality leading up to this weekend. Um, I think usually, like, the first week... Like the week when you go back to footy, usually you're like pretty, you're pretty keen, um, and then about five minutes in, you realise why you enjoy off season so much. But <laughs> um, no, I think definitely Jamie's like instilled some like belief in our group, really like given us a focus in terms of like we know how to win now. In that, if we do exactly as the game plan dictates, we'll. Um, we'll be able to, you know, really give it a good crack. But usually I've never sort of discounted Denmark as a, as a good team because they can really turn it on. They've got some good players and some, like, pretty skilled guys running around. So Yeah, I think you're right. They breed, they breed some real, like, natural talents out there. And, shit, they eat a lot of steak because they are big. <laughs> 
year after year. They might be one of the less fit sides on the park, but if they can actually control the footy, they are dangerous. And they have proven that time and time again. You know, maybe maybe missed out on the finals window by by just a whisker, but last year was was a testament to that. And obviously, you weren't here for it, Tate, but. Um, Started the year a bit sluggish with, with the loss against us in round one and we were up and about, but they just continued to improve as the year went on and they're one of those sides that generally tends to start slow and really hits their straps by those final rounds of the year and tends to be a little bit of too little too late. But I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is their 10-year anniversary of, of their last premiership, so they'll probably have big expectations on themselves. Uh, Big Mac, uh, obviously, well, not obviously to the listeners, but obviously for us here in this room, you've been sort of seesawing with the groups you've been training with between the Bloods and, and the league group. Uh, talk us through what how, how the Bloods are preparing for this game on the weekend. Is there is there anything different that's been, been happening at training? or? To be honest, I'm not really sure. I spent most of pre-season, well, everyone spent most of pre-season training together. And then when Jamie came in, that was when it sort of got <clears throat> split up a bit. But I think last night was really my only night that I've actually full-on trained with the Bloods. So I'm not entirely sure what their mentality is or how their, what their game plans are. I just hope that if I do play for them on the weekend, I can play my part. If I play for league on the weekend, I can do my part for them as well. Bloods look good, I reckon. I reckon they look they got massive, massive depth. Don't they? Forty-seven players on the list, I believe, to choose from for the Reds. The Bloods, yeah, the Bloods. So that that means like roughly seventy senior players in total, in, including Colts guys that'll be playing up. I mean. That's that's the kind of depth that we, for the last few years, we've sort of seen that at this point in pre-season. It's after the first few rounds, after those injuries hit, it's after the first, those couple of losses come that you really start to see who's sticking around for the long haul. Um, it, it, it was probably remiss of me to not talk about this before we got on to Denmark, um, but speaking about Blood's approach to pre-season has kind of sparked my memory here. Uh, got to give a bit of a shout out and a congratulations to Stuart and uh, Chantel or to some of you, some of us, Poppet McTaggart uh, on the safe arrival of young Edward McTaggart. Um, real happy for him. Can't wait to meet the young fella. He's going to be a gun midfielder for the club in, in the years to come. Um, but just absolutely stoked for him. So congratulations, guys. Congratulations. Uh, let's let's talk about let's talk about some potential matchups this weekend in in particular in the league game. Um, Cohen Marwick won the best and fairest for the Sharks League last year, uh, and it's been it, it's it's been spoken about by the Albany advertiser this year that he has signed his clearance and officially uh, been signed up by Denmark. Uh, where do we expect him to play, uh, Red? Um, I'd like to believe that he would be playing forward line. Um, he is a real, real Danny. He's a big body, and he he can he has got a, a thumping kick on him, and he and he knows how to get goals. So I I think he would be playing um forward. It depends on um, I think it depends on their new recruit. Is it McGrath? The, the miracle, uh, the miracle on grass, grass man. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and he's a forward, so I think they'd be sort of competing for that full forward spot. Uh, from from what I I hear, but um, yeah, I think centre half forward or full forward would be be where I'd I'd, I'd expect to be seeing him. I um, I, I've I've obviously uh, I've played against Cohen and and with him for one year, but played against him for many years and. I honestly thought he played his best football as like a full forward lead up target for railways. Uh, he he had some real sweet um, ball use coming in from from that midfield of like you know your Zane Marwicks, um, and, and and Squid and 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 yeah um, Logan Logan Stubber for for many years there. 
Uh, I don't know if he's going to get that same that same kind of uh, slick footy coming into him out of Denmark. I think he'll uh, get patches of it, like with Garthy there and Tyler Stone. Tyler, and yeah. For sure. I reckon big Ash miracle on McGrath. He'll be alright. Like in terms of like his skills will be really good. So I reckon he'll still get he'll be getting it not as like as much as he's used to, but I think if you give them like time and space, they'll be hitting him lace for sure. And the Hickey brothers. Practically every AFL star I've seen seen come down here through the JSFL has rocked up tubby. He's calling it. He's calling um, it. <laughs> so I I'm expecting a bit of chunk on McGrath. Uh Look, I, 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 I used to love watching him play. He's an absolute gun. Um, but personally, I'm, I'm kind of excited at the prospect of maybe getting a match up on him. Uh, but you know, there's like that's just spe- that's just speculation, and that's that's all we c- all we can do at this stage. We don't even know if he'll be available for round one. Denmark have said that he will be playing this season, and that's as far as they've gone to make any promises that you know the promises they're making is that they'll make no promises so um we 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 should see him at some point but whether or not that'll be this weekend um remains to be seen the small child in me wants him to play absolutely absolutely uh, it's always it's always good seeing you know one of your idols come down and, and have a crack at country footy um but you know it's it's not the same as watching them on TV. Generally, there's an extra twenty kegs, and it's not muscle. It's, <laughs> it's definitely not muscle. Daniel Kerr was my favourite player growing up, and got yeah, the no, opportunity I, to play I, with him in in Denmark, and that was um, yeah. Let's just hope, <laughs> hope that's not the same situation. Well, we, we spoke last week about failed investments, and yeah. that was definitely a failed investment for Denmark. So. Look, I, honestly, I got a lot of love for Denmark Footy Club, and I really hope for their sake that um, that it pays off for them. Just not against I, us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I hope there's some teething problems this weekend if he does rock up. Um, now you touched on this name just a moment ago, Ryan Garth. Um, he he is aging a bit. Um, he uh, when he first came into the league a few years back. He gave me the nickname the Rash because uh, he couldn't seem to get couldn't seem to get rid of me. And then the next time we faced off against him, I couldn't even get I couldn't even get near him. So he'd obviously been to his doctor and got some topical cream there. Um, dude has to be one of the one of the most electrifying ball users in the in the league. Um, his as I said, his his body is sort of getting beyond him a bit in terms of years. Uh, but he has got such a smart football brain. Um, he's torn us apart time and time again. Uh, Tater, where do you see him lining up? Um, probably because he is getting a bit older. I'd 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 expect pinch hits between centre half forward and maybe like shots in the middle, maybe even back a bit. Use his like because he's. he's Really good on both sides of his body. Um, when we played, I played one landmark carnival for the senior side up in Perth, and he played as well. And even as slow as he is, he was like turning people inside out. He's just so shifty with the ball. Yeah, yeah. and he and he only needs like a tiny bit of space, and he'll just he'll take you for a mile. Hey, so I'd expect him to play anywhere anywhere up the spine. I'd say, except for fullback. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 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 Um, another one. Another one that we touched on. Tyler Stone. Uh, now, again, like, if we're talking Tubby, Tyler Stone's name has got to come up. But I have never seen a dude of his size get so far off the ground. <laughs> he he loves taking he loves taking a hang. Loves getting up in the packs. Um, but I think like his his work at ground level because he's got that low center of gravity and that big frame that you've got to move. I mean, I've I've tried tackling him and I just slide straight off. And maybe that's maybe that's more of a reflection on my upper body strength. Um, but if we're talking upper body strength, he's got to be sort of the pinnacle. Um, again, where do we see him lining up and and how how do we shut him down? Take. Um, I reckon they'd play him in the middle. He's 
because I don't think I don't know who else they've got that can really win on the inside. So I think he'll probably play in the middle, and he's got a he's got a really good leg as well. Like he's one another one of those ones that can really lace out a pass. So I'd expect him to play inside in the mid, and then maybe push up forward. But then when you've got between like Cohen, I because I think. They'll probably play one of the Hickey brothers up forward. I don't know. They've been playing Jack down back last few years, but I'd expect Jack to play forward, Stoney to play in the middle, I reckon. Yeah, all right. Um, you've obviously been reading my notes because the Hickey brothers were next, but before I segue onto them, uh, Red, now, given that you spent, was it just the one season or just two? Just the one. Just, just the, the one, one season yeah. out of Denmark. You would have had a bit of interaction... With Tyler Stone through training? No, Tyler Stone didn't actually play that year. I thought you were going to no. say Tyler Stone didn't actually train, and that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I wouldn't either if I had his natural gifts. <laughs> yeah, righto. Uh, well, you're pretty useless to me in that case, because I was going to ask for some inside knowledge, and, and here we are again. Um, any Anything to add, though, Red? Uh, for him, look, just for a guy of his size, he runs all day and he's really strong um i reckon it'd be fun to see a bit of jake j-lo on him just a big body i think that's what he needs he needs a he needs a big hit from an from another big body to sort of slow him down and and show him that he's not the only one that can can really hit the packs hard um you know i'd put my hand up for it but i think i'd get squashed (laughs) (laughs) i'll try but um, yeah, look, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, I'll give the guy credit though, and and I can say this about most of the blokes at Denmark, really nice guys. Yeah. Like they get they get like they get white line fever. They're out there to win, but they are really good blokes. Um, and and Tyler's one that I've got a lot of time for. Haven't had a lot of like you know one on one interaction with him over the years, um, but. I've I've tried my hand at matching up on him, and he just outmatches me in every category. Uh, the Hickey brothers, Brody and Jack. Uh, now for me, they're probably a maybe. They've sort of they've been in and out of that side for many years. Um, if Brody Hickey lines up, you know we know he's got two dodgy shoulders, and I think most of the joints in his body are gone. But again, he's another one of those electrifying talents that can just break a game apart single handedly. Um, he he captained that side for a number number of years, and um, <clears throat> we've seen him we've seen him as you know. Uh, he we've seen him as uh, as as their best and fairest on a number of occasions against us. Um, Jack is obviously the the like the less naturally gifted, but just like a strong head at centre half back. Hmm. Um, He's so, got a lot of heart too. You know, as much as I like the blokes, I, I really hope not to see them. Uh, another name that sort of popped up in our conversation earlier was Shane Zanetti. Uh, now, he's, he's, he's been their, their big man at, at full, full forward, um, maybe roaming at centre-half and just dobbing him from outside 50. Pinch hits in the ruck occasionally, and he's been a match-up problem for us for years because we've had, we've had such young guys down in that key position role down in the back line. Um, anyone got any knowledge of whether or not he's back this year? I think if he wasn't, we would have heard, I would have thought, but also if he was, we would have heard too. So I don't know. I think he's in the wilderness, I reckon. I reckon he's not coming down. So expect him to be there. And if he's not there, then that's just gravy for us, right? Yeah. If he's not there, it's dandy. If he is, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. No, that's a fair call on that. Uh, let's talk expectations. Um, so, again, another subject that we've touched on, Denmark's size. So they are big boys out there, yeah? Yeah. Really. Um, and from the, from the guys that we've had on the track, uh, we're, we're going to be undersized, but we're going we're to have pace to burn. So um, let's, let's talk rough game plan to counteract their size and uh, hopeful, hopeful supposed lack of fitness. Um, Liam, you spent a little bit of time, 
well, you've actually spent a de- decent amount of time training with us in the league side um, with that sort of run and gun mentality, that feeding, feeding to the outside runners. Um, how have you seen it develop over the preseason, and and what's your what's your expectations going into round one with that um, that game plan? With that sort of game plan, when I was playing against you guys in both the scratches, because that ended up ended up that the reserves or the blood sorry needed um, a, a bigger man or a big big bloke to play on people like Stewie or that, so I was switched over. They couldn't keep up. I don't know if that's because they're not as fit or anything like that, but they are a big group as well, the, our, our blood side. And just the ball movement of you guys will run a lot of teams out, I reckon. I've noticed a lot of times where when I was playing against you guys that the ball movement was just so smooth that the bigger bodies couldn't keep up. Mm-hmm. So I'd say a lot of that, and the handballs as well, you guys are always front and centre. You always have that easy handball option if you want it. And that that just opens the game up so much easier if you're playing against big bodies and people that may not be as fit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you're not given credit where credit's due for that blood side because, if, you know, in that first, that first scratchy, uh, that first intra-club scratchy that we played, I thought there were times where you guys actually looked like the better side. Uh, but as you said, like that, that was when, that was when we weren't necessarily running for each other and getting, getting out the back for that sweeping handball. Um, and you know, sometimes we were getting guys there and some blokes weren't necessarily looking for it and we're trying to turn around and go themselves. Um, but I think the way that Jamie has gone about things is, and and I really like this about him is he's been really adamant that, all right, if it's a wet day, if, if it's not working for us, we're still going to go to it because this year is not about wins and losses. It's about developing that game plan, developing those younger blokes and actually having a strict, you know, five, five year plan and actually maintaining some kind of consistency with that run and gun method and I watched St Kilda on the weekend they were they were really good with it they were yeah, probably boys. they were probably a little bit more kick orientated than than we've been looking um but you know if 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 you're looking at the AFL um I watched uh, Frio and Adelaide on the weekend. Did it, anybody else around this table watch that? Didn't wasn't, yep. didn't, wasn't on the agenda. Oh man, it was. Is it the first AFL game ever broadcasted in the US? It was that game. <laughs> yeah. Oh was my god, we're gonna yeah. lose a few fans over there. That was horrible. But Frio being against such subpar opponents. And I can say that because Force is not here, here, and he's a diehard Adelaide fan. Yeah, that Force. They actually, they actually looked to be very good quality, and they they had a lot of that, a lot of that overlap run and that short game and just possessing the footy, and that run and gun into when they were entering the forward fifty, and I've it looked it. it looked good. I've noticed that quite a lot actually. Like now we've had Jamie's a coach. Like you watch Gold Coast play, and they play. Like exactly the same. They just like flood with handballs, long kicks. Yeah, mm. always like always another option there. You have people running from like deep back to like deep forward, but all in a big wave. So it's pretty like it's exciting stuff. I reckon. Totally agree. Gold Coast are really exciting to watch this year, and it's not just the Matt Rowe show. Um, you know they they've obviously been pretty average for a number of years, but. They have got quite a few, quite a few guys that are really complimenting Raul, and it's it's really disappointing that he went down with that shoulder injury on the weekend, and we weren't able to see him. Would he would he have been the first ever rookie to win the Brownlow if if he? <laughs> Eighteen. Yeah, I know, I know, it's a big call to make, but he he would have polled votes in those first few games. He was absolutely electrifying, um, but. The Gold Coast Suns look to be up and about, so Jordan Tyndale would have to be a very happy man, and Lockie McLeish, if I'm not mistaken, as well. 
I swear I see Lockie McLeish in a different jersey every week, though. Yeah, <laughs> he's just he's just he he's just a collector, jerseys. isn't he? He's a band collector he's and a week, bandwagoner. Week to week bandwagoner. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, keeping it light-hearted, the weather co- weather forecast for the weekend. Now, personally, I was hoping for rain because I'm I'm the kind of player where rain just brings everybody down to my level. Um, we're looking like a pretty pretty chilly day, fifteen degrees, but sunshine, no rain forecast. Um, I think you know if we're talking if we're talking that run and gun run and gun mentality and game plan. I think that really benefits us because we want the skills. We want the skills to be sharp. We want everyone to be up and about. Nobody likes running around in the rain. Nobody likes dishing out the handball in the rain either because it, it just slops around and it creates for a really scrappy sort of day. So um, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to have a bit of a run around in the sunshine and and just be able to start developing that. I've seen you know guys like Jackson Kosh and really underrated. Um, I'm starting to hear guys before I have to see him. You know, I get my head over the footy, go in and get that hard one, and then I know where it's going to go before I even have to lift my head. So that's that's the kind of stuff that is going to make that game plan a lot easier, a lot easier for us. Um, I definitely think if it's raining, it sort of gives their um, their big bodies a chance. It slows down the ball movement and it gives, gives them a chance to put more pressure on us, for sure. Because if it turns like, into that grind fest... We're not, yeah, like our biggest body is probably J-Lo and then the one below that's Big Kiz, who's like probably six foot. So it's, it, it, like, you'd you like to hope the big Stewie Davies, I think. Yeah, oh, sorry, Mick Stewie. He doesn't count, though. Yeah, Ruckman don't count. <laughs> they do their work in the air, not on the ground. <laughs> yeah, so it should be, I hope it, yeah, nice and dry will suit us, especially, like, it would give us a bit of, like, a, like, it would give us some good confidence that we can actually like, first real game we play with, like, the style that we've been learning all pre-season, um, we'll actually be able to implement it. I think that'd be pretty, like, pretty bad if first game everything got kind of thrown out of whack and we had to sort of, if we did have to change it, I think, so it's good that it will be nice and warm and slick for us. Now, last week we, we touched on this next subject uh, of new sharks. So I'm just going to gloss over a, a few of the guys that are new or returning after a long absence to the club. But um, uh, round one, Sammy Christo. Now, last night when we did a bit of game simulation stuff, we sort of started to get a little bit of an understanding of what role he's going he's gonna to play, um, at least from a defensive point of view. Uh, so... It seems like he's going to be lining up on the wing, and I really like that placement for him. Um, I said it last week as well. He's got pace to burn. He's got really clean skills. Um, he's fit. He's he is fit as uh, I would be too if I did preseason with two different footy clubs. But less, <laughs> but, but less, but, but less, let's not go there. Sammy Christo, g'day, how you going? He's got the dad bod fitness. That's why he doesn't shower after training. <laughs> Does he shower ever? I don't think that. I, I haven't. I, no one else has seen him shower, so I don't think it's true. Um, well, Tate, you're, you're probably, actually, you and Red are probably two of the guys at the club who are closest with Christo. Um, I'll start with you, Tate. What are your expectations from him from a from a footy perspective, not just from a cleanliness perspective? Um, I think he'll be really good um, in terms of like his ball use because like he said it himself, and it's really obvious when we do do like match simulation, he hates wasting the footy. So like he'll twist and turn and try to buy himself some time, which I think will really work with our our um. Our game plan. Yeah, I think it will kind of work with our run and gun. Like someone that's... Because obviously we want to move on quickly, but if there's no options there, there's no options there. And I think he'll really fit in. Especially he's got... Yeah, he's got toe and he's fit. So he'll be able to... Because if we want to get those long kicks out the back, he'll be there. He'll get to it easy, like Jamie was saying. Inside or outside? 100% outside. I don't think he's got a hard ball in his life. No, I, 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 I... 
I snatched one away from him on Thursday night last week, and I just couldn't. I like I didn't know what I what I'd actually just done. I just I felt like, I, I felt like I should take it back to him and say sorry. <laughs> it was that dirty. But um, in saying that, I do think when he does, I have seen him, and when he gets it inside, like I said, with his ball movement and stuff and his spins and things, he does know how to get out, and he is very smart with his ball. Clean. He's so clean with it that mm. he he sort of. It's like time slows down for him. <coughs> Sorry, when he's in there and he sort of spins and then he gets the hand, he's he's so good with it. It'll be interesting. I think it'll be. I think it'll be probably one of our, one of our best pickups. Not to gas him up, but he'll be up there. I reckon. Yeah, we might just take take that out in editing. I, I wouldn't want him getting too big ahead too we'll, early. We'll put it in base. We'll put it in next week's episode if if, if I'm right. Um, now I'm not sure if the microphone picked that up, but Red's run outside to cough his, cough his guts up because he obviously didn't grab a drink beforehand to wet his whistle. Um, so we're going to have to move on to another new pickup, um, Kieran Zilm. Now... Is that his last name? Yeah, Zilm. How cool is that, eh? Yeah, I like it. Huh? Yeah. It's, it's refreshing. Um, Big Mac, what are your first impressions of Kieran? He's very quietly spoken, obviously, so yes, probably very. Um, I I think I, was he down in preseason? He came like halfway through. Yeah, he came late. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't down for much of the first part of preseason before we got locked down. Yeah. Um, but I I think from memory he did show his face, have like didn't, have like one or two runs. Didn't even really say hi to anyone. No. Just sort of there, like you say hello and then you'd be like, hey, and then. I think he's finding. I think he's finding his feet, though. Like, yeah. you know, he, he's he's now gotten to the point where he approaches me before I have to approach him for a g'day, how you going? Um, but yeah, very quietly spoken, but goes about his business. Um, I'm gonna hand it back over to Big Mac because I sort of took back over there. Sorry. Um, well, I, I haven't really had much to do with him. Um, it seems like a great great bloke. I think the first time I really had a chat with him, we were running a drill straight through the corridor and we had a couple of big men in the middle taking marks and hand passing off and we'd get, you know, five or ten seconds of dead time and we'd have a bit of a chat in between. And I think in one of our match simulations that we did, I think he realised that what Jamie's game plan is what he was sort of used to and he came up to me and he said, oh, you know, how, how are you feeling? And I'm really enjoying this kind of thing and... I was trying to keep up with him, and he's a, he's a quick bloke. You know, I'm I'm big. I don't think I'm that slow. Well, I probably am, but I don't think I am. Um, and he just seems like he's he's switched on, and he knows what he's doing, and he's always keen to keen to get in there and and do what he needs to do. Well, it's interesting. It, it, yeah, interesting. You mentioned that it's the game plan that he's sort of more accustomed to because there is the Katanning connection between uh, between Kieran and, and Jamie. I don't I don't think he actually played under Jamie at Katanning, but on, Red's uh, putting his hand up. I asked up. him on Tuesday night and he said, I said, oh, would you come down? And he said, um, oh, I actually know Jamie. Jamie was the lead coach when I played um, Colts in Katanning and, and, and that's why he's down. So he, yeah, I right think right. that game plan, he's probably played. Okay, so that's how deep Jamie delves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's but that's, that's great. Like we, we've spoken about this before. Like we're not a very well, con- or have historically, we're not a very well connected club. You know, quite often new guys come to town and we're the last to hear about it. Um, so it's great having the, uh, the Little Grove Mafia in charge now and Jamie being at the helm of that. The Don. Um, to, you know, just just use use their connection use their connections in the wider football wider WA footballing community um, to start bolstering our senior footy group. Cause you know, considering how things went in the off season, um, it's it's been really positive how we've been able to recruit in these recent weeks and months. Um, Red, he slipped in a sneaky at training on Tuesday night. If anyone was listening, when we were doing ruck drills, he said also if someone else is playing on the weekend. So I think he's got someone else up his sleeve. Oh, did yeah, he did say that. I might have someone else uh, pretty good playing on the weekend. He he did sneak that in. He's a sneaky, oh, yeah. he's a sneaky man. 
it's good to have someone that obviously like I think he's got a lot of connections. Yeah, him and world. him and the other like blokes that he brought, and then years before that, having Chubb and and Sedgy there, it's 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 good to have people that are grinding in their own time to really like help us out and find some good players for us. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the lead coach job is a huge job. Like, you'd almost call it a full time job because you've you've got to be constantly on the go with just making those calls, making those connections. Um, obviously, through the season, it, it it's more about game preparation. Uh, but in during preseason, like I don't envy those guys. It's it's a huge task at hand. They it's, earn their money for sure. Um. And I mean, I, I must have I must have missed that little uh, that that little precursor of Jamie's. That must have been before I said fuck the midfielders and then got, <laughs> got called up and, and then and then got roped into being a defender on the midfielders. So um, that's on me, I guess. Uh, I've I've learned a lesson. Uh, boys, anything to add before I move on to the next topic? Um, just um like what I hear from Big Mac. Like you said, you haven't like had much to do with the Bloods. But who who do you think are going to be the the top boys in the blood? So the, the give us like a top three. Rear in for league spot. If if that or someone that you think that's always a couple well, guys. One that one think. that could play league but won't play league because he's a stubborn bloke. If he's playing this year, I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. But Jill, yeah, Jill's always there. He's always running. He's high. always been good when he's played. Yeah. Mm. He's always had the ability. He just really struggles with his with his mentality, which is fine. I suppose not he, all he, this one. He away, did, he did but... win best and fairest for the club last year reserves. He yeah. tied with Tristan Lou. Because um, you need those con- like those consistent resis players as well, because they're they're still a form of depth that you don't really want to yeah. always skim the the top players off the mm. resis. So it's good to have a couple of consistent guys down there because they're obviously we're not like the league's not the only team. Well, yeah, every club's got that that group of guys that just just mm. want to play in the twos, and are plenty capable of playing league, but just that's not that's not something that they prioritise. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you know, we we've always we've we've had that for years in like Jill and like Geordie Oldfield and Red. Yeah, Red. <laughs> for the listeners at home, Red was actually sticking his hand up then. He hasn't actually worked out that this isn't a visual recording just yet. <laughs> a um, video you might even say, Jack, a video. Who else you got for us, Big Matt? Um I reckon a newcomer in we we had a chat about him before about his shirts and that, Lockie. McLeish, yeah. I reckon yeah. he's going to be a good inside midfielder this year if he's getting that midfield spot. No, he's a, he's a good player, he's a cutie. Yeah. And he has, he has played league for railways before. Yeah. And he's, he's a funny bloke too. I love having a chat with him. and It's, it's good to see a few, few new faces around. And a third one, I'm not too sure. But not, no, a third? Who, who do you think? Well, like from, even in, when we were doing the scratches, who do you think? You you saw them play and you're like yeah this is gonna be pretty good. But you can throw your own hat in the ring. Or, oh yeah, yeah well, wrong to be that. honest, in in the scratches and that, I play footy without my glasses on. And yeah. um after our scratchy last Tuesday, I went up to Wacker and I said, oh did you kick any goals? <laughs> and apparently he kicked the first three. <laughs> <laughs> I was down the other end of the field playing full forward and I couldn't see anything. So I so I, I don't him. really tell. You should um put him with the GSL to make bigger footies. Can we get the ones that beat? <laughs> Chase, yeah. I reckon he's going to be pretty good mm-hmm. if he starts kicking straight anyway, not around the corner. Yeah. That might be a me thing, but I was getting a bit annoyed with him last Tuesday. Oh, BT, eh? BT. BT. But he, he plays his own game and he's not afraid to take it on either. Um, he's excited. He's Going to be a good contested ball player in the forward line. Mm. I like Aaron Eads as well. Yeah. I've got it. I love Aaron yeah. Eads. He's in midfield. He's, 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 like, he yeah. is just an inside mid yeah. through and through, like yeah. prison footy, but like clean. You know he what knows I mean? Like, like, he, he, just, he just he just appreciates physicality, talk, the simple things. Yeah. Leadership. And he just pumps everyone up too. He knows how to. He just he's a team man. He I knows how to not get tackled as well. I he's, think. A, that, he's a star. in that scratchy. I think I got um, shrugged off a few times. Ah, uh, yeah. I think I copped a few very very nice stiff arms from a few of the bloods. A few of those like real older experienced boys like Pals and stuff. They just they know how to not get tackled. So I think 
that would be pretty good for the Bloods having that like experience there yeah. that knows how like they're going to buy some time before they like distribute the ball. It'd be interesting. All right, so we might move right along onto a uh, a segment that's become a little bit of a staple. Uh, we used to do the Whoppers Wallop. Um, it's now become. Oh, it's it's now become uh, if we're continuing with the alliteration the snake shirt front or shepherd. Uh, this is a bit of a strange way of going about it for me because usually Bryce just drives it and all I have to say is shepherd or shirt front, and it's nice and easy for me. Um, so I've had to do a bit of a think bit of a think on this one. Uh, the first one I'm going to throw out, and I'm going to ask the boys to throw out either a shirt front or a shepherd for me. Um, Wacker, crook on Tuesday night for training. Now, I heard that he was on the piss at a mate's 30th on Saturday night and was hung as a dog on Sunday. So, was he still hung over? Big Mac, are you going to give him a shirt front or a shepherd? I'm going to have to shepherd him because I believe he is sick and I believe it might be my fault. <laughs> I, I, was, I was crook last week. And if Wacker's listening to this, and on Wednesday nights we used to play volleyball and we shared a drink, and I reckon he probably got it off me. So I'm, I'm going to let him go for this one. Well, I didn't wear my mask tonight, so I hope it's not the Ronas. Um, <laughs> nah, it's gone now. <laughs> the the baloney Roni. <laughs> <laughs> the baloney Roni, I've never heard that before. That's classic. Right, Red, on behalf of the snake, you're gonna throw out a shepherd or a shirt front to this in, in light of this new information. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him a shepherd regardless. I think um he's he loves football and he puts football first. Um talking to him lately. He's so keen for the year to happen. I think um absolutely he'd just do everything to get himself right for, for round one. Um and if he knew he could train, I think he'd be at training. Um and and if he is truly sick, then I think he made the right decision staying home. So I'm going to shepherd him all day. All right, Dap, how about you? Are you going to play the numbers game and go with the shepherd for that one? Uh, I'll ask him myself at training, but I'll, I'll, I'll shepherd him because the boys, the boys need to have fun sometimes. <laughs> and he, he's, he's suffered enough. If he, if he was still hungover from Saturday night through to Tuesday, I think I'll, I'll, we'll let him go on that one. Poor guy. All right, well, Wacko, looks like I'm not getting through three shepherds to give you a shirt front, so you've got enough clean here. The boys are working hard for you, though, mate. Three shepherds in a row. <laughs> so we better see you down tomorrow night. Uh, all right, Bo Thomason, the sphincter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Has to be one of the most rancid <laughs> nicknames in recent history. Does anyone know the, the origin? I have Do no I idea, but... When I look at his face, I see a sphincter, <laughs> and it, it might it might just be association because that's the nickname. But um, look, last night uh, he rocks up probably twenty twenty five minutes before training actually officially kicked off. Um, we're you know we're out in our lines just having having a kick, just getting those extra reps in, and he spends twenty twenty five minutes standing having a chat to a couple of boys. While a few of us yelled out, have you done your warm-up lap, Bo? Have you done your warm-up lap, Bo? Mind you, and though. just, like, completely ignores us. Mind you, we didn't do one. That's beside the point. <laughs> and I was hoping to leave that leave that off the, off the recording. But um, regardless, as soon as we actually started as a group to do our warm-up lap and our run-throughs, run he comes straight up to me and he goes, Oh, Snake, Snake. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get one of those. And for those of you listeners at home that can't see what I'm doing because this isn't a video, there you go, <laughs> there you go, Dap. Um, he was just grabbing, grabbing my jersey just lightly. I said, "What?" And he reached over to the bloke next to him and was it you? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think it, I think it was you, Tate. And he's he's reached over to Tate's jersey and he's grabbed that and he's gone. I'm gonna go grab one of these, and he jogs off into the room. Now, I reckon that he's just a social buddy butterfly and just comes down for the chin wag rather than the actual training. And he spent that whole time chatting away and he's intentionally run into the change rooms to go grab a jersey 
because he didn't want to do the warm-up. So, in light of this information, Big Mac, Shepherd or shirt front? Well, the funny thing is I've actually known Bo for a long time. I played footy with him in primary school. I played with his brother as well. So I've known him for a while, but I'm, I'm still going to shirt front him. Shirt front. <laughs> well, I think when the Big Mac throws out a shirt front to a guy of his stature, I don't think the rest of us need to come through and lay one out either, do we? No, I don't think Bo's getting up. No, we'll throw in a few dirty ones in the ribs, but looks like you're getting shirt fronted this week, Bo. Might be a superstition of his that he doesn't like ovals or something. Maybe it's like a bit of a geometry sort of thing with you. I don't know. Actually, that's a point. That's a point that we didn't get to before. Um, superstitions. Uh, game day, game day routines. Now, Red, you spoke to me the other day. You've you've got a particular routine that you like to follow on game day. Do you want to yes. tell? Do you want to tell the listeners at home exactly what that entails? Absolutely. I like to get up in the morning. So I've, for me, I've found it perfect. I've timed my meals, right? Breakfast. Uh, for the morning, yeah, my my breakfast. So I like to I like to sleep in. I actually sleep in a bit before the games. I get up out of bed about eight o'clock. I go for, I get up, I shower, because I have to feel loose and clean. Um, I go for a walk, um, and I like to eat um, a big breakfast. Um, I don't know, I don't really care where from. I like to go out for breakfast, get a big breakfast. So you like to order like a mixed grill sort of thing? Like an actual big breakfast? A big breakfast, yeah. I get yeah, a yeah. spinach, tomato, eggs, just the full meal. Like Two of those three things um, I would not have on my breakfast. <laughs> um, 10, 10.30 is perfect timing for me, I've found. So then I don't have to eat before the game. So I digest. Um, I can get it out of my body, but not still be hungry before the game. So that's 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 for me. Um, Pre-going to football, that's my routine. Pre-pre-game. Yeah, pre-pre-game. Pre, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, that was that was a bit anticlimactic for my liking. Tate, yo, um, dirt apple. I, I feel <laughs> I feel like you're the kind of guy that has a, a couple of weird rituals. Uh, I suppose like, I probably have a couple. I think there's some what, like they're kind of those things where like you might not even <laughs> you might not even like notice that you do them. I suppose like a lot of them, but um, I've only got little ones. Usually, I like to. I don't know. I don't know if that's a a thing or not but I, my like routine is that I just do whatever I want so like one week I'll do something different to what I'll do the next week the only real um, actual thing I consistently do is I wake up at 10 o'clock and I'll have breakfast and then I'll lay in the hammock for a bit and then I'll go to footy um, always tape both of my heels um, like I do it myself I like to tape the back of my heels um, and then that's about it, usually. Yeah, I just, like, do whatever I want. Mu- I'll have music on one week. One week I won't. I'll do a stretch down one week. One week I won't. So I usually mix it up a bit. But probably, like I said, there's probably things that, like, you do that you don't even realise that you do. I might relieve myself a couple times. That's definitely probably one of them. <laughs> All right, so clearly we're not getting the concept of rituals. Um something that you do religiously time and time again. Big Mac, have you got anything that you have to do before each game, regardless of, of who we're playing, where we're playing, when we're playing? It has to be that way before you go out on field. Last year, before every game, uh, well, I'd usually be one of the first senior players down there. I'd get down there just as the 16th start, I think. But every, every day, whether it be a Saturday or a Sunday before the game, I'd always... I'm sort of on a mission to try and find the best coffee in Albany. I used to go to a different coffee place every morning before going to the game. Um, and that's that's really all I did. I rocked up and sat around and watched the games. And I guess that was my, my thing. Go down there and start watching the footy and get keen for footy. Uh, and then when I get into the change rooms, I sort of put on my music, sit there for a bit and sort of try and hype myself up. And then there's always those, for me, it's always been there, those pre-game toilet runs I need to go to every week. The nervous shits. Yeah, the overhydration, man, the overhydration. It doesn't matter how long I've been playing a sport for, I always get it. Um, and that's pretty much it, though. 
So if you have any um, suggestions on the best coffee in Albany, let me know because it's not the Naked Bean. <laughs> but I've heard any points pretty good. Yeah, I want to start getting breakfast and a, a coffee every morning. Like, wait, start waking up a bit early before the game. So I think that would be a good ritual we could implement with a few of the guys, mm. definitely. Yeah, and throughout yeah. all the grades, get, get the boys together as early as you can, go for a walk, have some breakfast, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, no, pretty cruisy there. Right, and moving right along, uh, we've kept it pretty light-hearted up till now. Uh, Going to get a bit more serious because life is not 100% about footy and there is a lot more to it. Uh, I want to talk mental health. Um, now, though, some of those closest to me would know that I've personally been having um, some real issues with my own mental health lately. Um, and to the point where it has really started to affect my relationship with my wife. Um, I've got a young seven-month-old son now and it, it really is time uh, without going into too much detail and the nitty-gritty to um, really get my shit together. Um, I have struggled with depression and some form of anxiety since I was about 14 or 15 years old. This here is the most sort of public, um, <clears throat> public but least um, calculated forum that I have to get it out. I hate I hate writing these things down for the world to see on social media because it's so easy to just hit delete, 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 and reword that and not go into too much depth. Um, this is as real as it gets, unedited. Uh, I am really struggling and I'm finally starting to get the help that I need and a big part of the help that I need um, is not necessarily the professional help that I've asked my doctor for um, but it is two guys in particular that are sitting around this table and being able to open up and have a bit of honesty with them in, in the past few days so um, I just want to say thank you in particular Red and Tate. Um, you guys have really helped me out in getting on top of my mental state in recent days, um, but I know that it's not an overnight fix and it's something that I've got to work on daily. Um, for those listeners at home, if you are having, if you are having troubles of any kind, um, I'll, I'll give you the I'll, I'll give you the story that I keep going back to myself in my own mind recently. Um, I did the 25 days of 25 push-ups challenge on um, social media every day. I would I would do 25 push-ups and my wife and I did it together, film it, put it on Facebook, um, and I would copy and paste the words from the day before change what day it was, change who I was tagging and who I was challenging to do it. And every time the words, it ain't weak to speak, would pop up right in front of my face. And for many, many years, I have chosen, I've made a conscious choice not to speak about my own mental health. And I'm at the point now where I can't keep pushing it down further and not talking about it. So... There it is, laid out in all its glory. I am depressed, um, but there is nothing wrong with that, and I am not necessarily a bad person. I am. I've just made some bad decisions, and it's time at the ripe old age of thirty to start working that out bit by bit, relationship by relationship. Um, for those at home. <clears throat> If you are having your own issues, Lifeline Australia is always available on 13 11 14. That's 24-7. Um, and uh, your local footy club, if you play, is a really good place to go and find some people who are willing to not only listen, but offer some personal advice. So, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that for, for that, but... Thank you, boys, for helping me get through this. It's never too late 
and you can always speak up. Yeah. Um, now, bringing it back into the, the into a more light-hearted atmosphere, uh, we're going to jump straight into the Fast Five. Uh, for those of you who have listened to the podcast before, you'll already know what the Fast Five is all about. We've got five questions which were pre-planned. Um, the gentlemen in front of me have not seen the questions, even if they might have tried to read over my shoulder. I'm nervous. Um, you have... He's nervous. I'll ask <laughs> one question at a time, and from left to right, I'll go around the room and ask for your answers. I want you to answer as without thinking as much as possible. Get them out as quick as possible. Um, and if you, if you take too long to answer, uh, there will be a punishment to ensue, but that will be decided at a later date. Daddy Jake's room. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So first question, starting left to right. So Liam, Red, Tate will be answering in that order. Sorry, dirt apple. Um, who's the first in the showers at the sight of rain? Everyone. It's raining. It was quick. It was quick, but it, it was, was wrong. Quick. We trained in the rain last night, and we were hungry for more. I'll move on anyway. Red, first in the showers at the sight of rain. Uh, I said don't think. You. Get out. <laughs> I always train in the wet. He answered. Jesus, I'm, I'm not you liking this. This, this, this. You were the yeah, first in the shower. Yeah, I was first in the shower after training. All right, you've obviously missed the point, but... I think I missed the point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tate, first in the shower at the side of rain. Don't let me down, son. Uh, I'd probably be Bo, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. I'd see Sphinx straight in there. I yeah. Reckon. Or, um... Oh. Don't know, no, I reckon... The moment's gone. Yeah, it is gone. All right. Who is your celebrity doppelganger? Now or before I shave? Because I'm a bit cleaner now. Neeson, just for the name. I love him. I reckon... Liam I reckon, Neeson? Yeah, if, if I get older and a bit greyer. Liam Neeson in a past life, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Younger life. He has a particular set of skills. <laughs> Alright, Red, celebrity uh, doppelganger. This is easy. Elliot Yo. I used to work... When I used to work at Juicer, I used to have countless people come up to me and ask if I was Elliot. Yeah, I reckon if you shaved and dyed your hair, your hair a bit yeah. darker. And I did would... have the clean shave sides, and uh, to be fair, yeah. Yep, no, I'll, I'll, I'll allow that. And Tate? Uh, I always get, um, who's that guy from The Notebook? Um, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I have had... Yeah, throughout I'll my see. whole life, yeah, I've had yeah, I'll Ryan Gosling. We'll see if we can get some of these uh, some of these doppelganger photos put up no. on the on the Facebook page for the feeding frenzy. Um, but I would agree with all three of those. I actually quite like the Liam Neeson likeness for you. Like and like, obviously, you know, there's probably 40, 40 years between you there. But I reckon you could age like a Liam Neeson. If, if you had that particular set of skills. Um, okay, moving on. What's your best sledge? Oh, fuck. I don't know. I've never really done it, honestly. Are these ones that we've we've said before or ones that we can think of? Uh, we'll go for both. Ones that you've used before or ones that you've got in the pocket ready to use on someone else. It's got to be personal. I, I love should personal. Be personal. Because it's got to hit them deep, you know. But All you right, can always one, go this with the talking point. This was what's your best. Oh, you can always go with your mum kick straight in. The only one I've, the only one I've ever sort of said, I think, uh, I had just got a haircut and I was playing against Denmark, I think it was, and one of their short players came up to me and sort of gave me a shove and he's, "What are you doing, big ears?" I said, "I just turned around and looked at him. I said, fuck off, Stumpy.'" And that's it. Cause he was about half my size and his legs were like the size of my toe. Simple, effective, I like it. It's got to be, yeah. yeah Tate, you've, you've always got a bit of lip. I always, I keep it real, um, real simple. I think I, I, um, this guy pushed me once and I said, I thought that you were a cutout. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it's like, good. 
like a like a cardboard cutout. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen him get too many touches. Mind you, I wasn't watching, but I think yeah, he didn't say much afterwards, so it must be pretty true. <laughs> That's brilliant. I it's like got to be like on the. It's got to be like. It's got to be funny, but also like real enough to them that they're like, okay, yeah, what, fine, all right. I look, I I've, I've got to be honest. Like I know I'm I'm not included in the fast five tonight, but um, two that really shine for me, um, Lockie Neal. Uh, used one not the weekend just gone weekend before against a rookie and it was simple it was who are you <laughs> and I loved that so, so as good. if as if he honestly didn't know who he was but it was just like a get away from me you haven't earned this right kind of moment um, and uh, Dave Parker I've given you plenty of shout outs over the last year and a bit um, but the day that he said to me, you wouldn't get a league game at any other club. Like, it cut me deep for a moment, and we've shared a beer since. Um, but I'm still waiting for that opportunity to take his head off, because <laughs> it, it still hurts. I think I heard a good one once. Scott Selwood said to Joel Selwood, my my dad fucked your mum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, this is what the Fast Five's all about. All right. Um... All right, keeping with the the AFL kind of theme, who's your dream Brownlow day? Celebrity crush, essentially. Emma Watson, always has been. Yeah, nerdcore. Or Emma Stone. I like that. <laughs> Emma Stone. Yeah. All right. I've always had. I'm gonna have to say Emma Watson myself as well. I've always had a crush on her. She's a popular well. lady yeah. tonight. I reckon. Um, uh, probably, I'd take. Oh, I don't really, I don't know, I suppose you'd have to say, um, no, nah, I don't know, can I pass? <laughs> I don't know, I don't just, know celebrity just, names. Just say that you'd take Shaz. I was going to say that, actually, I thought I'd take my mum. Yeah. I'd we, probably, yeah. We love, we love Shaz, I, I would love to see her all dolled up and on the red carpet, that's, <laughs> that's, um, that, that's probably my dream Brownlow date, actually, to take Shaz. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, might be a hard one to do without thinking, but let's go for it anyway. Favourite player to wear your number? I'm not really sure what my number is, but I think I'll be playing 27 this year in Jack Darling. Okay. Spud, but go on. I actually don't really know who wears my number. I think Josh Kennedy wears my number, 17. Yeah. Which Josh Kennedy? The good one from West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rough. No, no, the other one's liar. definitely better. But on a good day, no, nah, Josh Kennedy. Josh Kennedy. All right, Dap, what number are you going with? Well, this this year I'm five, Yeah. Um, which is funny because Tracy just randomly pulled out a jersey on Tuesday and said, do you want to wear this one? And that was my number in Sydney as well. Okay. So that works out well. But I'm going to go with my, my number for the years before I left, which was number four. And I, that's, that's Marcus Bontempelli. He's just so good. We are talking about him before when we are watching the footy and he's, he's slick. He's a bit taller than you. And you got the he's same a little bit taller than you. He's not as endowed as me though. But <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the showers with this guy. I can attest to that. Um, I wanted to finish on that question uh, because tomorrow night jumper numbers will be announced and I'm pretty sure that this episode won't be out before then so I can actually let this slip now. Uh, my entire time at the, at, at the Albany Football Club, I've worn the number two. Um, this year I'll be handing that on uh, to a Colts player who is coming through the ranks and is very deserving of taking it uh, he's he's worn number two through his 16s and colts uh and i don't know if he wore it before then in his junior footy but um we had a bit of banter before the scratch match and i'll be handing over the number two and so my favorite player to wear my current number is kobe because i'll be wearing number eight this year hey yeah yeah so i just it seemed fitting um not, not that, I, not necessarily, not that I necessarily have the mamba mentality, uh, but that's how I plan to go about my footy this year. Is just with that fierce, that that fierce approach to winning and um, and and I, yeah, I got I got nothing else to say on the matter. I kind of hit a blank spot there. I think we'll have that this year as well with with Jake 
Jake Luthien back and Alex Fry and a few of those like newer players, I reckon we will have that like hard win mentality, which we haven't really had before. So I think that's, that probably is pretty fitting. I think there's been, like, without going into too much depth about this, but I think you're right. There is, for too long, there has been just this acceptance of Rocking losing. up, playing, yeah. and that's it. Sort coming, of. coming for an easy game. But um, Jamie seems to have really changed that mentality with our playing group, and everyone wants to work for their spot now. Um, and not just work for their spot, but work for each other. Um, but that's... You know, that's a matter that we've already touched on and it'll be a ma- it'll be a matter for many podcasts to come. Uh, that's probably it for the feeding frenzy this evening. Uh, sorry it's not a marathon episode like last week, but we've managed to get through everything we wanted to get through for this week. So thanks again for joining me, boys. Liam McCandless, Red Rogers, Tate McLean, it's been a pleasure to have you here. Um, Thanks for joining me while I took the training wheels off and threw the L-plate out the window and fanged off up the road. Um, Yeah, really good banter, really good chat, and look forward to having you all on again at some point in the future. Thanks for having us, brother. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, boys. And as always, we finish it with one one thing. Um, Liam, you'd be accustomed to this. So we'll get the boys started with an... Up the sharks! Yeah, all right. (laughs)